Hey, hey, it's Elizabeth Archibong, and this is the Inside Out Live podcast. So today we're talking about how to differentiate your ego from your true self and why you might want to do that, especially when it comes to creating transformation or impact or lasting change in your life. So I'll start by saying that the one thing that keeps the majority of us stuck longer than we need to be is our self-image or ego. Most of us crave a change in our lives, but a simple misunderstanding of where the change comes from is what sometimes makes the journey a lot harder than it needs to be. Now in this episode, I will give you a simple shift that will help you go beyond your habitual responses of life and get you moving towards what truly creates lasting change. So here's what started this whole conversation about ego and your true self. So last week, I sent out a quick resource to my tribe, and I got a lot of responses from that email. Some people were eager to tell me that they already knew all about it, and the information was nothing new. And others were going a bit deeper and discovering things that were stopping them from doing what they really wanted to do. But through all this, the one word that jumped out at me was ego. Whether it's with those that think they already know everything and are still chasing that elusive new uh, information and strategy that they think will rock their world, or whether it's with those that see something different but are hesitant to go all in because they're not sure what people will think of them and how their world might change if they do. It all comes down to the fight that is going on in you right now. The fight between your true self and the other part of you that dwells much closer to the surface. Now, in order to make sense of this, let me define ego and your true self in this context. So the Scottish philosopher Sid Banks defined ego as an image of self-importance. He went on to say that ego creates self-importance and is strictly related to the personal self and the personal intellect. The ego creates duality and separates us from the great divine oneness and the wisdom that we seek. It's easy for us to to define our true selves with terms such as soul, source, wisdom, awareness, or even the God within us. But more often than not, I always go back to see it as that thing that remains when all else is gone. I prefer to look at it as what remains present when I step out of the noise in my head and all that I think I know. It is the stillness and the silence that I come from before my personal thinking of who I am, what I think I know, and also what other people think about me and what I'm doing comes into play. In other words, I don't know exactly what it is, but I have a feeling of what it is, and I definitely know what it isn't. And when you're truly all in for creativity, impact and transformation for yourself, knowing the difference between your ego and your true self is what can really make the difference for you. Knowing how to get over yourself is where you begin to create impact in a much deeper way for yourself. So here are two things that I've seen that can be helpful in helping you differentiate between ego and your true self. The first one is to stop feeding your ego. Now, Author and and, and coach Michael Neal tells a story of of an insight that one of his friends, Mara Gleason Olson, had that freed her up to launch the One Solution and One Solution Global Initiative. The story goes that she realized that what was holding her back from creating this 
thing, this impossible thing that she really wanted to create was that she didn't want people to think that she thought she was smart enough to solve the world's problems when other people have been struggling with these same problems for the last 5,000 years. So in her conversation with Michael, she said that I realized it was just ego, she said, wanting to control the way I was seen and thought about by myself and others. And what this suggests is that It's a simple way of how we can see ego. So if you're more worried about how people are going to receive something rather than the thing itself, then it's probably your ego at play. And make no mistake, we all feed the ego every single day. We all draw lines and plant flags deep in the ground every day. And then we try to make our world revolve around those arbitrary lines that we've drawn in the ground. So every time I sit to write an email to my tribe or a blog post or record a podcast like this, heck, even a social media post, I wonder how it's going to be received. And I wonder if you'll hit the unsubscribe button and on and on it goes. But then somewhere along the way, I catch myself because I see that I'm no longer worried about the message, but I'm trying to to control the way you see and receive that message. And that simple act has the massive potential of holding me back and preventing me from creating the impact that I want to create. It also has the potential of preventing me from being in touch with my true self and what wants to come out from from me. So both of these scenarios, as far as I'm concerned, are deal breakers and they're non-negotiable for me. So it always gets me back to that part of me that, has a message that wants to go out and I go ahead and do it. Now the same thing goes when you think that you already know all there is to know. It's never about what you think you know or new information. If you already know all there is to know about something, you wouldn't be where you are right now. You know this and so do I. It's about what you see about it. Do you see something new about what you think you know? Because if you do, that's when you can show up different and make that transformation seem like it's a natural part of your journey journey and not the hard slug that you think it has to be. In other words, feeding your self-image, you know, what you think you know and what you think you are and what others think is feeding the ego. And it is ultimately what stops you from tapping into your creative genius or your true self with the ease that you know that you can. Now, the next thing about helping you differentiate between ego and true self is that you can stay with the feeling. So the second thing that I've seen helpful when it comes to getting over yourself and your ego so that you can be with yourself is that you can allow yourself to rest in the feeling of your true nature. When you move past the need to define it with words, all you have is the feeling of it. And that is all you ever need when it comes to resting in the peace and stillness of your true self. The nature of the human experience is that we're always feeling our thinking. But peace is a natural and default state. It is the space that we're born into and the space where we wake up to every time we get back into awareness from our sleeping state. In other words, it is that space that we seem to notice at moments when we're not caught up with our thinking of who we should and shouldn't be and what we should and shouldn't do. Our ability to be in this space doesn't depend on how busy or challenging our lives and circumstances are, but more about our willingness to pause in the midst of our busy mind and return to the beauty of the present moment. 
when you allow yourself to stay with the feeling of your true self, you're not actively feeding your ego. And what happens is that clarity returns. With that clarity comes a new way of seeing something about things that you thought you already knew. And with that, transformation and change becomes a no-brainer. So here's the final word on getting over yourself or your ego to be your true self. There's nothing new under the sun, but always there's a new way of seeing things so that you show up different to create bigger and better results in a different way. Your willingness to get over yourself is to a great extent what determines if you keep getting the same results or something different on your journey. So here's to your change of mind and your perspective, and I'll see you in the next episode.